All right, Dylan. All right. So you've never been here before, right? I've not been here. Okay. I've never been to Vermont. Oh, really? Yeah. I Wait. didn't know. I didn't know that. Is Dog Chapel in Vermont? Yeah, you've been to Vermont okay. before. <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, we're at a we're at a place called. Well, it's a bunch of different stuff. One of the things here is called Vermontosaurus, uh, and you can see it in front of us here. Um, you can see it driving by on the road, and it <laughs> it's it's not immediately obvious what it is. It's maybe a little worse for wear actually than it's than it's been at various points in its history, but it is at least in theory a gigantic dinosaur made out of old wooden scraps. So it is like constructed, nailed it. I mean, you can see, what do you, what do you see? I mean, what does it look like to you? Wait, I just wanted to make sure, did you lock the car? Oh yeah, yeah, hang on. Cause I just, <laughs> I mean, I would be shocked. I'm Dylan Thuris and this is Atlas Obscura a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And today, I'm traveling with Atlas Obscura's Director of Creative Development, Chris Naka. And we're going to visit the Vermontosaurus, which is simultaneously a huge collaborative art project, a battle for creative freedom, and an invitation into the wild, creative world of Brian Boland. For your next vacation spot, check out Texas for their vast landscape of culture, regions, destinations, and activities. Explore 350 miles of coastline and every kind of hiking trail, from strenuous to wheelchair accessible. Enjoy world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Travel Texas even offers an online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. What do you think of Vermontosaurus now that you've been here? I mean, it's <laughs> it's hard to say. It's simultaneously more awesome and... More like a pile of scrap than you would have expected, yes. It has like a Mona Lisa quality to it in that it kind of like can look like like something else is happening. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a very menacing geometric dinosaur. Um, this is like a deep art reference that will not go in the podcast, but it's like a Duchamp nude descending the staircase. Yeah. Kind of like broken apart figure of a dinosaur. That should definitely be in the, in the podcast. That's not that. That's not that deep a cut. I had first visited Vermontosaurus on a trip with my wife Michelle and our kids as we took a road trip through Vermont. It was late in the day. Everyone was crabby and hungry. 
But I was dead set on finding what I thought should have been easy to find, which is a giant scrapwood brontosaurus. In this part of Vermont, there's not much cell phone reception, and so I ended up just asking locals. They pointed the way because they knew exactly where it was. Once I arrived, it became clear that there was a lot more going on at this place than just the dinosaur. It was located on this small airfield, and there were planes around, all of this hot air balloon stuff, a giant building filled with fire trucks and weird little cars. And I kept hoping that I would run into the creator of all of this, this guy named Brian Boland. But my timing was off that day. He wasn't around. And so I took some photos. I jumped back in the car, and I vowed to come back one day and meet Brian. When we were... I don't know, over 100 yards away. I assume that it was hollow, but it's dense. The wood is piled up in bunches and kind of haphazardly uh, nailed together to form the mass. So it actually has a lot of structural integrity, which is surprising. Underneath the head of, oh, church bells, very Vermont. Underneath the head of this giant scrap plywood dinosaur, there's this little bulletin board that almost tells the entire story of this structure, like scrap of paper, cutout article by cutout article. It's got like printed out zoning ordinance. It's got like the local Valley News newspaper. It's got this. There's even like help build the dinosaur because this was a, a big joint project. This is like not him just doing it on his own. This is like he got everyone together to make this thing out of a bunch of scraps. So this is from um, March 28th, 2010. Post Mills man seeks help building dinosaur sculpture. Uh, Brian Boland is building a 100-foot-long dinosaur, and he needs some help. The community art project is expected to kick off in May or early June. Uh, and it just like basically goes on to say, we'll be using old shingles, armadillo-like to create the dinosaur skin. Basically, everyone was able to just show up and start putting this... Thing together. After that first visit, I looked Brian up and I kind of fell in love. Brian turned out to be this creative renaissance man. He began his journey in a way that was familiar to both Chris and I as an art school student. Brian attended Pratt in New York in the early 70s. And instead of writing his art thesis, he proposed that he build a homemade hot air balloon, which he did. He spent eight months building it and fell in love with ballooning in the process. He went on to build dozens and dozens more balloons. He even built a blimp. He called ballooning a great sport for going nowhere in particular. And he flew these balloons, his homemade balloons sewed on his vintage sewing machines. He flew them over the Long Island Sound, over the Amazon, over the Alps, over the Andes. He's been dubbed the father of the experimental balloon movement. And in the late 1980s, Brian landed both literally and figuratively in Vermont at the Post Mills Airport, which is basically a big lawn that people can land their planes on. And he quickly became a familiar sight around town, floating above the fields and landing his hot air balloon on random people's farms. It was also at the Post Mills Airport that Brian built his eclectic balloon museum, or as he called it, his museum of rusty, dusty stuff. As Brian would fly his balloons, he would spot abandoned vehicles and then go rescue them. He collected seven fire trucks this way. And Vermontosaurus fit right in. It was one more of Brian's many creative projects and just another way to bring the community together. 
122 feet long and 25 feet tall, the dinosaur was built in 2010 over the course of just eight days. And it was built entirely from scrap wood with the help of 100 volunteers. The rules were no cutting anything, no measuring anything, and no removing anything that had already been nailed on. Vermontosaurus's body includes broken furniture, a smashed guitar, a toboggan, and tucked into its lumbering body are the nests of multiple birds, which fly out from this great creature and off into the blue skies of Vermont. If you look at it from a different angle, it also just looks like a pile of rubble. Like, it looks kind of like uh, Les Mis, like the barricade. When I've seen oh, yeah, yeah. theatrical productions of that, they'll have this big wooden barricade that uh, the resistance forces build and defend um, and, spoiler alert, die tragically on. But mostly it looks like a dinosaur. I feel like this was Brian's lay Miz barrier to the like bureaucracy of Vermont small towns. <laughs> he was like, screw you. Just like when Brian would land his hot air balloon in someone's field, Brian focused more on the joy of doing and less on the rules around doing it. And the scrapwood brontosaurus was the same. Shortly after building Vermontosaurus, the town told him that he didn't get the correct permit he needed and that he was going to have to tear it down. But Brian was not interested in doing that. So he fought the town, and he won. He simply declared Vermontosaurus art. There's one kind of clear handwritten note from Brian from uh, July. So like July 7th. So it's like a month after he's built this dinosaur. And he says, please feel free to stand back and feast on the Vermontosaurus. Just do not go under it or we'll have to tear it down. I'll be fined or I'll go to prison or who knows what the authorities will do. Thank you very much and have a great day. Brian J. Boland. And it's written in like Sharpie, in like big, (laughs) big kind of uh, wild handwriting. I mean, this guy was like up to some delightful stuff. What I'm surprised by is really the rest of the stuff here. That I feel like the story behind all of these planes, gliders, there's a grand piano underneath (laughs) some kind of... Weird collapsing hut. Yeah, yeah, weird collapsing gazebo. And um, just like... And this building, even this airport building, was. Do you know? Is this Brian's home? This is. This was all part of Brian's stuff. Like I think this was his collection. The airport building. Yeah, I feel like it's. This is all like was his whole world here, basically. And we're also like in the middle of like the Vermont Hills, so it's like really beautiful. We're in this like open plain surrounded by like beautiful mountainous forest forested hills. Here, let's go over here, because this is the thing. When I stopped here uh, like a couple years ago with my wife, Michelle, this was the stuff I didn't expect. Like, I, I came to see Vermontosaurus because it kind of got famous, I guess, maybe a little bit because of the town battle over it. And it's just, like, also this weird kind of roadside thing. But that was, like, a late addition. There was all this other stuff that he had been, that, that Brian was working on here for, for, like, years and years, mostly kind of automotive stuff. I don't know if we'll be able to actually get in to see any of this. I suspect it's all locked up, um, but we can probably peer through the windows at some of this rusty, dusty stuff that he's got. Like almost everything at the airport, Vermontosaurus straddles the line between sculpture, engineering, and collaborative performance art. Brian's first balloon was an art project. And each balloon ride and balloon lesson given to countless visitors after that can be thought 
of as part of a lifelong piece of collaborative performance art. A life lived soaring through the air. Brian had another quieter reason for ballooning. Brian's only son died of a heart attack in 1993. Brian said flying was his way of staying close to him. If you look in here, there are hot air balloon um, baskets everywhere. There are weird, like, dental machines also. There is this huge pile of skis and ski boots that's informed into a sort of tree of ski stuff. Uh, and it's all in this, like, big, pretty beautiful, like, two-story, like, rounded bay window space. Not to mention the farm equipment out here and old uh, like lunch cart uh, trolley thing. Um, the, I don't know, this is like, so he was such a like idiosyncratic collector and tinkerer. This is a gondola, I think, from like, um, excuse my language. This is like one of my great regrets, like that two have not been able to come here and walk through this space with him. I never did get to meet Brian Boland. By the time Chris and I took this trip, it was too late. On July 15th, 2021, while out on one of his nearly daily balloon rides, there was an accident. Brian got caught on the outside of the basket and he fell to his death. He was 72 years old. Over the course of his life, Brian Boland logged over 11,000 hours of flight time. It's about a year and a half of life spent floating through the clouds. Today, because of Brian Boland, Post Mills Airport is the world's epicenter of experimental hot air ballooning. And 12 years after it was built, Vermontosaurus is still standing strong. You feel good? Yeah, I mean, it's like a weird, it's an interesting story. I mean, it's like, Vermontosaurus is such, is just like one little part of like, who this guy was and I feel like um I don't know just feel like people who live their life in this way are amazing and should be celebrated <laughs> oh we should we should get going because it's six and yeah. we're still an hour short of Glover so yeah sorry uh, this is one of those things I'm just going to, like, leave and be bummed that I didn't get, like, the perfect picture of Vermontosaurus. Yeah, there's, like, the light coming through the head kind of over here. All right. Let's do it. You can still visit Vermontosaurus and peek into the museum of rusty, dusty stuff. Brian uh, left the airport, Vermontosaurus, and the museum all to the town, who, along with his partner, are figuring out how to keep it all going. Brian Boland is no longer at the Post Mills Airport, but his presence there is unmissable. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Chris Naka. The production team includes 
Doug Baldinger, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.